0: Hello and welcome to Richard Diamond Private Detective from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. National Broadcasting Company presents Dick
1: Powell
0: as Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
2: Are you, Mr. Diamond?
3: Yeah, unless there's a warrant out.
4: Mr. Diamond, I'd like to talk to you about a man. Don't well, look so unhappy. You can't talk about girls all the time. Mr. Diamond, this is pretty serious. I'm scared stiff of him. Why?
0: Because he's dead. And here's another exciting case from the files of Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell.
4: Diamond Detective Agency, homicides with class. Ah. Uh-huh. Ah. Well, that's a pretty good answer.
0: What kind of a slogan was
4: that, Chalmers? Oh, my goodness, Sergeant Otis. That's right. Well, don't take any bets. I know a dozen people who would swear you were something else.
0: Oh, now stop the gags. I got something
4: important to talk to you about. I know what it is. You do? I bet you've lost your shoes.
0: Oh, what makes you think that wise guy?
4: Well, I drove by the docks this morning and spotted two landing barges with laces. Oh,
0: I give up. Here, you better talk to the lieutenant.
4: Rick? Hello, Walt. Why don't
0: you lay off, Otis? He was just calling to ask you to do a favor for
4: us. What kind of a favor? The
0: Fifth Precinct is having its annual dance
4: next week. Oh, now, Walt. Well, what's the matter? Just a couple of songs, and then you can go home. Oh, sure, sure. Just like last time. I was just going to be a couple of songs last time, too. But before those lovely cops let me go, I had a crack in my voice like the Liberty Bell. Now this time, I promise.
1: Only two songs.
4: All right, all right, all right. If one of them's mule train. Sure, but why mule train? I want to whip Otis for sound effects. Mr. Diamond? Oh, wait a minute, Walt. I think I spotted a client.
0: Okay, Rick,
4: I'll tell the
2: committee you'll be there. Bye. Are you Mr.
4: Diamond? Yeah, unless there's a warrant out.
2: Mr. Diamond, I'd like to talk to you about a man.
4: Oh, don't look so unhappy. Can't talk about girls all the time.
2: Mr. Diamond, this is pretty serious. I'm scared stiff of him. Why? Because he's dead. Hmm. That's right. He's supposed to be dead.
4: Well, bring him over. We can make a fortune from Barnum and Bailey.
2: I guess I'd better go. No, uh,
4: wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe you better tell me about it.
2: Okay. I'm Martin White. I go to Barrett College. I'm an ex-GI. I'm a senior now because I couldn't start until I was released from the hospital three years ago.
4: Hospital, huh? What well, was the trouble?
2: I got hit at casino.
4: How long were you in the hospital? Two and a half years. Two and a half years?
2: Yeah, I... Okay, I fell apart up there.
4: Oh, oh, psychosis? Yeah. Oh, go on.
2: The other day I was on my way to class when I saw this man I was telling you about.
4: The one who's supposed to be dead? Yeah, that's right.
2: Uh-huh. He used to be in the same outfit with me. I saw him killed at Casino.
4: Oh, well, so you made a mistake. So he looks like the guy. No, no, it's not like that. Maybe I
2: better tell you and then you'll understand. Uh, go ahead. Well, his name was Jarvis, Paul Jarvis. I was a captain with the Fifth Army when we went into Casino.
4: And Jarvis?
2: Private. He'd been with us since we pushed Rommel out of the desert. Everybody hated him. Why? Goldbrick. Never missed a chance to dog it. But he was smart. Plenty smart. There wasn't anything we could pin on him.
4: Yeah, I know the type.
2: He was great in a street fight because he was big. And I mean really big. Big and nasty. But up on the line, he went to pieces. Okay, go ahead. And one night, we got a report that a man answering Jarvis's description had killed a corporal in a fight. By the time the details got to me, the Germans had opened up with everything they had. I was ordered out on patrol, so I... Took Jarvis with me.
4: You took a big chance.
2: You know it. There was one witness to the killing. An old man in the town. If Jarvis knew he might be identified, he'd have gone over the hill Sure. So I figured I'd watch him. Keep him with me until the Germans slowed up and we could show show him to the old man. Oh, we moved up. The crowds had the main body zeroed in with their 88s. Our job was to move up. Try to spot a path through the enemy artillery pattern. We had to belly down and Jarvis and I ended up in a hole together. They'll spot us, sure. They'll correct and drop those things all over us in a minute. Keep your head down, Jarvis. I tell you, they'll spot us. Now, you listen to me. You raise your skull one inch out of this hole before I tell you. And so help me, I'll drill you myself. Okay.
0: You hate my guts, don't you? Knock it off. (laughs) This is real funny, this is. Two guys this close hating each other. Next time, I'll pick a bigger hole. Captain White. What? About that murder. Can it. You think I killed the guy, don't you? I don't think anything right now, just those cut tanks down there. You're thinking about it, all right. You and everybody else. You all hate me because I'm not a tin soldier like you with ideals sticking out all over your
2: fat face. I told you to knock it off, but you wanted it late on the line, so I'll tell you. Yeah, I hate your guts.
0: Okay? That's good enough. I killed that Corporal Captain White.
2: You're out of your mind.
0: I am, huh? Well, this is as good a place as any to go over the hill. You're
2: crazy. Get down.
0: Relax. I got a bayonet pointed right at your belly. Jarvis, don't. Go on. Cry. (laughs) Whine. I'm going to put you in for a purple heart. Only you'll have to pin it on your blanket. Jarvis. Jarvis, for the love (gasps) of... Now you're only a number on the record,
1: Jarvis, you dirty... You're going to
0: take a little while to die, Captain, so you can think about me getting out. I'm taking off and I'm leaving the rest of the saps with all the honor and glory they want. So
3: long, Captain. It's all
1: you... Jarvis! Come back here! Jarvis!
2: Well, it was one of those lucky things, Mr. Diamond... I got out. Spent a day and a night in that hole until the medics found me.
4: What about Jarvis?
2: I'd swear he got the 88 right on top of him.
4: But now you think you've seen him and you're not sure.
2: Uh, I'm not sure of anything right now. But I saw that 88 hit and I saw Jarvis go down.
4: Okay, okay. Let's say you did see Jarvis. He got out some way. Looks pretty simple to me. Call up the authorities and tell them you spotted a man who wanted for murder. There certainly should be a lot of guys from your outfit who could identify him.
2: No. He's done something to his face. Maybe the shell did it for him, but I know it's him. You can't miss a guy that size. A lot of big boys. Sure, but he's got the same rotten eyes. That didn't change, and that nasty smile he gets. I'd know him anywhere. In a dark room, I'd know him.
4: No, but you, uh, you said you were scared. Why not go to another school?
2: I can't. I've got a job up there, and I've got a wife and a kid. That's why I came to you. I can't go to the police. They might put me back in that hospital. They'll think I'm slipping again. Up here.
4: Uh huh. Well, let's let's say it is Jarvis. What in the world would a guy like that be doing in a college?
2: Don't you think I've asked myself those questions? I'll Just forget the whole
4: thing. No, uh, No, 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 wait, Martin. Look, if I prove to you one way or another about this Jarvis, will you forget about Casino? Yeah. What name is he using?
2: Blackwell. John
4: Blackwell. Okay, let's go.
2: Don't you uh don't you get a fee or something?
4: Your wife a good cook? The best? Well, I'm staying for dinner, and after you see what I put away, you'll probably wish you'd paid the hundred today in expenses. Usually I'm pretty hard about my fee, because the trouble I get into has to be balanced on the book some way. But a young guy comes in with a real problem, and old hard-headed diamond gets a fast softening of the skull. Well, two hours later, Martin White, me, and my... Rural soft skull were on the campus of Barrett College. And in the converted Quonset hut, the whites call home.
1: <laughs> He's hungry, Mr. Diamond.
4: Hiya, Phil. Well, nice looking boy. Yeah, takes after his mother. Uh, Martin, uh, Martin, if we're going to do something about this thing, we'd better get a move on. Hmm? All right, where do we start? Well, I think I'd like to look at this... Uh, what's the name this guy's using, you say? Uh, Blackwell. Oh, uh, well, I'd like to look at Blackwell's school record. How about it? Oh, I think I can fix it.
2: Let's go.
1: Oh, dinner's at six, Mr. Diamond. Yeah,
2: we eat early because I'm night watchman on campus. I go on duty at
4: seven. I'll be on time Mrs. his wife.
1: It's Nan.
4: Oh, well, love corned beef and cabbage, Nan.
3: <laughs> well, I'll walk out with you. I have to go to the store.
4: Come on, Mr. Diamond. We'll walk Nan
2: out across the street.
1: Martin, look out! Oh, that... Idiot.
4: Uh, he must have been drunk. Nanny, all right. Oh, sure, but hmm. you, Martin, he came right at you. I know. Mr. Oh. So Diamond, that guy wasn't drunk. Yeah, yeah, it's... yeah. Well, uh, Nan, uh, you think you can go to the store alone?
3: Oh, certainly, I, I'm fine now. But that
4: car. Now, come on, Martin. We've got to check those records.
3: <laughs> well, I uh, see you at dinner. And, Martin, you listen to what Mr. Diamond has to say. That
1: man was probably drunk.
4: Good girl. Yeah. What about that car? Could have been an accident. Let's think it was for a while anyway. Well,
2: this is where they keep the records. Hello, Susie. Hi, Martin.
1: Well, hello.
2: Hello, Susie. Uh, This is Mr. Diamond, Susie. Mr. Diamond, Susie Wirt.
1: It's really a pleasure, believe me.
2: We'd like to look at the files, Susie.
1: You a new professor, Mr. Diamond?
4: No, no, just a friend of Martin's. Married? Not a bit. Why?
2: Pretty square, huh?
4: Hmm? Sometimes, but I can learn.
2: Yeah?
1: Well, I might just start some night classes of my own.
4: Sounds like fun. In about five years, you let me know how your education is progressing.
1: Oh. Age is a problem with you, huh?
4: My dear... When I stumbled over 30, everything got to be a problem. Now, uh, do you think we can... Uh... Yes. Yeah. The records, Susie. Remember? Yeah, Susie. The records.
1: Oh. Okay, which ones?
4: We want to see the file. Everything on... from B to C. Okay.
1: But if I get in
4: trouble for this, you uh, may have to make it up
1: to me in some way. I'll buy
4: you soda. And I'll let you. Here they are. B to C. Ah, thanks, Susie. I'll let you know when we're finished.
1: Okay, be a
4: recluse. Only I got some ideas about that, too. I'll be in the next room. Ah, youth. Well, let's take a look. How come you asked for everything from B to C? No sense in letting everybody know what we're doing. If we'd just asked for Blackwell's files, Susie might have said something to him. Uh, Oh. 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 Now. Now. Here it is.
2: Yeah, sister, uh. John Blackwell, 28, resident of McAllister, Oklahoma. Hey,
4: get a load of this. Height, 6 feet 6, weight 240.
2: Like I said, he's a big one.
4: Hmm. If he fell down, he'd be halfway home. Look, Martin, where where can I find this Blackwell?
2: Let's see. What does it say about his classes eh? here? Hmm? It's 2.30 now. Yeah, he should be in English Lit.
4: Take me over there. You want to see him? I want to meet him. You want to meet him? Oh, now relax. Sooner or later, you've got to talk to him. Oh, Susie. Susie.
2: Yes?
4: Oh, Susie, we're finished.
2: I'm not. How about that soda?
4: I'll take a rain check.
2: Lots of rain up here.
4: (laughs) Susie? Yes? Bye. Well, we left Susie in the middle of a pout. Martin took me across the campus to another building. We went up a long hall and stopped at a door marked English Lit. Martin looked in for a minute and then pointed. Yeah, that's him, that's him right there. Now relax, relax. Hey, he must get a bloody nose from the altitude. He's head and shoulders over the whole room. I'm sure of it. I tell you, when I get around to that guy, I'm sure of it. That's Jarvis. Get back from the door. The class is breaking up. Let's get out of here, Mr. Diamond. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Now, I want you to introduce me to him. I can't. I tell you, I got the shakes. Oh, you're going to have to face it sooner or later, Martin. Here uh, they come. Okay, I'll try. Uh, there he is. Uh, uh, Blackwell. He sees you. Over here. Now, what do I say? Just introduce me. I'll do the rest. Yes?
0: Did you call me?
2: Uh, uh yeah. Uh, you don't know me, but uh, I understand you're a new student. I'd like you to drop by the fraternity house and meet some of the boys.
4: <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'd be glad to.
2: S.A.E. Uh, this is Mr. Diamond, Mr. Blackwell.
4: How do you do? Fine, thank you. You a professor here, Mr. Diamond? No, just a friend of Martin's. This uh, your first year at college? Yeah. You're a little late, aren't you? What held you up? Service? That's right. Oh, well, I was in the Army myself. What outfit were you in? I didn't say I was in the Army, Mr. Diamond. Hmm. Matter of fact, I was in the Navy.
0: Oh. Well, Mr. White, I have to be going now. When would you like me to stop by the house?
2: Oh, any time. Around six. Most of the boys are in then.
0: See you then. Nice
4: meeting you, Mr. Diamond. Yeah. Well? You've never met him before. I mean, here on the campus? No. Why? When he left, he called you Mr. White.
2: Yeah, and I didn't introduce myself.
4: Well, I I do know one way to clear this whole thing up. How? Fingerprints. Washington's got a record of Jarvis. If I can get black we can compare them.
2: It's a swell idea, but about as easy as going after a mountain lion's molar.
4: Oh, I think it's something. You go on home and stay with the wife and baby. All right. I left Martin and cut across the street to the college malt shop. When I went in, a bunch of kids were having a time playing records and making dates, so I slipped by them and eased into a phone booth. And put in the fast call to the Fifth Precinct Police Station and Walt Levinson.
0: Fifth Precinct Sergeant
4: Otis. Oh, good grief. I got the zoo.
1: Oh,
0: you just call up to make wise fresh shamers?
4: Now put the lieutenant on. But don't growl at him. He's close enough to snap a collar on you. Oh.
0: Yeah, what do you
4: want, Diamond? Oh, that's a pleasant way to answer the phone. What have you noticed been doing? Setting fire to the commissioner? Oh, I give up. Where are you? I'm up at Barrett College. College? Sure, sure, sure. I'm trying to talk the science department into bidding on your sergeant's brain. They've got gargantuas and they need a match set.
0: Now, will you please be serious?
4: Okay, okay, Walt. Now, look. I've run into something that has a good chance to end up looking like homicide. I can use some help.
0: You know that's out of my district. Look,
4: I just want you to do some checking for me. Find out about a John Blackwell who's supposed to come from McAllister, Oklahoma. He's a student here. Uh, What do you want to know
2: about
4: him? Oh, how long he lived in McAllister. Family, friends, the usual things. And then do some checking on a boy named Jarvis, Paul Jarvis. Check his fingerprints with the military authorities. See if he was ever in McAllister and if he knew Blackwell. Okay.
0: Where can I call you and how fast do
4: you need it? Uh, Wait a minute. What's the matter? I just spotted someone in this malt shop. Are you in a malt shop? Yeah, 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 and I gotta hang up. I don't want to lose this boy.
0: Well,
4: where can I reach you? Call the local law and tell him I'm on the campus.
0: Wearing a beanie?
4: Funny. Pretty funny. Ah, well, Mr. Blackwell, isn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah. Mr. Diamond. That's right. Mind if I sit down? Yeah. Not at all. Just finishing my malt. Looks good. Think I'll have one. It is good. Good for you. Makes you healthy. Live a long time. Well, I guess that's what we're all after. I guess so. How long have you known Martin? Martin White? Yeah. Not long. How long have you known him? Just met him today with you. Why? Oh, nothing. What did I know his name? Oh, he was pointed out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta be going, Mr. Diamond. This little chat has been very enlightening. Goodbye. Goodbye. And now... Hey, uh, waiter.
0: Huh? Oh, you want something, Mister?
4: Yeah, the small glass.
0: Just the glass? Don't touch it. Well, what's wrong with it? Is it contagious or something?
4: Yeah, it's five bucks. Huh? Give me a napkin to wrap it up in. And...
0: Oh, a collector? Huh? Yeah,
4: something like that.
0: Okay, take it. I had a girlfriend who used to collect beer cans, but this is a new wrinkle. Thanks. Oh, it ain't nothing. Come back again, and get a load of our ice cream dishes. You'll lose your mind. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't look where I was going. Yeah. I hope I didn't break anything
4: of value, Mr. Diamond. You're going to hog a sidewalk, that's for sure. Uh, let me help you. I can make it. Uh, it's a mess, isn't it? Taking one of our famous malls back home? It might be, Jarvis. I beg your pardon. I said it might be, Jarvis. Name's Blackwell, remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You see, Martin White says he thinks he was in the service with you. I told you, I was in the Navy. I didn't say Martin wasn't. Well, You're mistaken. My name's not Jarvis. Oh, well, now, isn't that funny? Martin's so sure. He was even going into New York in the morning to see if he couldn't find some of his old buddies who might have remembered you. I hope he has a nice trip. Well, I'll tell him when I see him. But I don't get it, Mr. Diamond. Why did you tip him? Oh, you knew it before I tipped him, Martin? I don't want him to skip before I can get the information on him. But now he's sure to take off. Not until he gets you. Oh, Mr. Diamond,
1: do you think that's...
4: I know, uh, I know you'll try, Nan. Martin is the only one here at Barrett who can actually identify him. He knows I'm suspicious of him, so he'll go after Martin first and then me. He's got to make his play.
1: But you said that he... Martin,
4: be... uh, give me your hat and coat.
1: Well, why?
4: What are you going to do? Take your place as night watchman. Whatever he's going to do, he'll try it tonight. I wanted to try it on me. No, I won't let you do it. Look, I've pushed it this far. It's all set up.
1: Oh, honey, don't let him do it. Yeah,
4: Mr. Diamond, I... Now, you two lock yourself in and I'll come back. Oh, please, Mr. Diamond. Hey, hey, the hat fits pretty good. I'll have a look.
3: But there must be something we can do.
4: sure. Sure, Nan, there is. What? Save me some corned beef and cabbage, huh? It was dark when I walked out with mine's hat and coat and started across the campus. I had a flashlight. The night was black, solid black. But I had a feeling that sat on my shoulder and raised goosebumps. When you've been in this business as long as I have, that feeling is an alarm ringing inside, telling you the trouble is creeping up. Halfway across the campus, I stopped. I heard nothing but the usual sounds that come with night. Dampened, muffled sounds. I walked on. And I heard it the sound of someone walking well behind me. I stopped again. Maybe it was Jarvis. Maybe it wasn't. That was one way to find out. Keep going. If it was anyone with no business with me, okay, he'd stop following. I cut to my left, away from the main walk and toward the shadowy bulk of the college buildings. I kept going until I reached the gymnasium building. I was leading my pigeon to me. But who was the pigeon? My toes were beginning to turn in, so I figured I was. Then the bulk of a big building popped up in front of me. I tried the door. It was open. I went in, closed the door behind me. There was no light at all. Only a funny sound that I couldn't identify. A peculiar humming, and there was a smell. Chlorine. Yeah, chlorine. Now I knew where I was. An indoor pool. The hum was the filtering machinery. I wanted to turn on the flashlight, but in a place like this, I couldn't give Jarvis the tip on where I was. I had to get out, so I felt my way carefully along the tile floor kept what I guessed was the middle of the walk around the pool, and then... He was in with me. I stopped, but he didn't.
3: Sure. I go to you. Stay where you are,
4: Jarvis. Who's that? We met before. You're not white. No, I'm not. Diamond? Yeah. Not white and you're not Blackwood. You're Jarvis. Surprise, Buster?
1: <laughs> What's the difference?
4: None, I guess. Where's the real Blackwood?
0: Where you're going to be, Diamond.
4: Stay right there, Jarvis.
0: Sure. and let you shoot off your mouth. All right, Diamond. It's all the same to me whether I get you first or white. I gotta do both. Now we'll see just how tough you are, Diamond.
1: Ah, ah, ah. Well,
0: the boy's got a gun. You missed, Diamond. And too bad, the flesh gave you away. Now I gotta do this
1: fast. This is it, Diamond!
0: Diamond!
4: Diamond, put the. on! I can't swim! no. no. Well, Buster, I got news for you. I'm not gonna teach you. This won't take long. Just enough to get you a little water log. Hold your nose, Jarvis. It helps. Diamond! Diamond! Martin. Lights, Martin.
2: Get them on. Yeah. I have to come. I will let you do it alone.
4: I heard the shot in it... a. Where's Jarvis? Jarvis? Oh, I, I think we can take him out now. He's done. Here, grab him.
2: Yeah.
4: He dead? No. Here, give me a hand, Mr. Diamond. Wait. All hey, right, hey, hey, I'll get my breath. <sighs> you know, uh, Martin, Jarvis was a bad soldier, but in the Navy, he had just been plain lousy. <laughs>
2: got to
4: pay you something. Okay, okay. Mail the recipe for your wife's corned beef to a gal named Helen, huh? But, Mr. Don't Diamond... Don't forget I... it. Uh,
3: Jarvis won't...
4: I mean, he won't... Oh, come back? Oh, no, no, no. The army picked him up. They've got first crack at him. Then come the uh, McAllister authorities who'd like to talk with him about the murder of John Blackwell. So that's how he got Blackwell's papers. Sure, sure. Blackwell was alone in the world. He was going to come here to school, but Jarvis hitched a ride and, well, once the guy kills. He'll do it again to beat the rap.
2: And Blackwell and Jarvis were both from McAllister. Yeah,
4: yeah. Jarvis figured this college would be a great hideout under a different name, papers all in order, but uh, you saw him and he saw you, and that put a crimp on his plans. They're on you, you know the rest. Now I guess...
3: Oh, I'll get it. Be back in a minute.
4: I'll send your clothes to you when I get back to the city, Martha. Oh, no hurry, Mr. Diamond. Oh, Mr.
1: Diamond, the phone's for you.
4: Me? hmm but no one knows I'm here, but the McAllister police force, Levinson, Otis, Jarvis, Susie, the campus, and you.
1: Will he ask for you?
4: Oh, thank you. Hello? Diamond? Uh, Levinson? Yeah. Well, wow, what's on your mind?
0: Are you all right?
4: Never better. Why?
0: Because we got the report on Jarvis. He's a bad boy. You watch yourself. Don't get caught
4: alone with him. Oh, sure, sure, Walt. I'll be real careful. The only place I'll be seen with him is in a swimming pool. Huh?
0: And I'll cut the wise Wow! <laughs> <traction. laughs> what's that? You say something?
4: Uh, hold it a minute, Walt. Oh, Bill, shh, please. Sorry, Mr. Diamond. I guess the phone awakened him.
0: Diamond. Diamond,
4: what are you doing?
1: You got asthma?
4: Quiet, Walt. Uh, hold it. A man, a Martin. Uh, bring the baby here.
1: But he's never done this at this time.
4: Oh, never mind. Bring him here. Okay, you asked for it. Now, 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 baby, baby. Stop calling me baby.
3: It's twilight on the prairie And the moon will soon be high She'll be herding every star up in the sky We'll lope along to dreamland And we'll bid each care goodbye While the wind blows through the sagebrush with a sigh So hush, little darling. Little dear, go to sleep, little darling, I'm right here. Let my shoulder be your pillow, you'll be safe as you can be, little darling, you mean all the world to We'll always be together and I promise faithfully that your dreams will all come true Just wait and see So hush, little darling Shh. little dear go to sleep little darling. I'm right here. Hello? Hello. 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 Go say, what's going on
4: over there? Oh, now, hold it a second, Walt. I got somebody who wants to say hello to you. That's a good boy. Now, now, say hello to the lieutenant. <laughs> oh, this. Get
1: off the line. Walt. Yeah? Bye.
0: You have just heard Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Ed Begley played Lieutenant Walt Levinson. Also in the cast were Wilms Herbert, Paul Dubob, Sammy Hill, Jerry Hausner, Jane Webb, and Dave Ellis. Music was under the direction of Frank Worth. Richard Diamond is written by Blake Edwards and directed by Russell Hughes. Dick Powell currently may be seen in the motion picture version of the best selling novel, Mrs. Mike. This is Eddie King, inviting you to be with us next Sunday at this same time, when we will again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. What's on NBC? Phil Harris celebrates his birthday this evening by getting into just a little more trouble than usual on the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Theater Guild on the Air presents Jane Wyman, Beatrice Pearson, and Mel Ferrer in the psychological melodrama The Willow and I. It's the best entertainment on the air, and it's yours for the listening today on NBC. Now stay tuned for James Melton and the Harvest of Stars on NBC.